Man. There's just that sense of joy, isn't there? Joy in the harvest. It is kids' week, but the teenagers are heading out. Well, let's, uh, let me pray again because I, I need God's help if I'm going to bring this out. So, Father God, I pray for your help as I bring out this word. I can't bring it on my own. It will fall flat without you. Um, I pray for that teaching anointing, Lord God. The ability to speak forth your truth, to explain your truth, Lord God. I pray that uh, that truth that you speak from your word would break burdens off of people, would break chains. And if there are any on me, let it be so for me as well. Utterance is dependent on the hearer, and even though I'm the one speaking, I'm still hearing. So I thank you, Father. I praise you. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. So, it's good to have the kids in here with us. You know, we do love you guys. We love the kids. We love to have you guys with us. I'm not afraid of, you know, if it happens to be babies, crying babies, don't frighten me. I'm okay. Um, so just, we, we love, you, love you kids. We love to have you guys in here with us. And the adults, have, the adults have told me, a lot of the adults have said, I like Kids Week because, you know, a lot of times we go over the history in the Word, in the Old Testament, and, and uh, the adults really enjoy that. So, so today we're going to look at a story uh, that really a lot of people miss. And I'm calling the title of today's message, The Prophet and the Widow. And uh, let's open our Bibles over to Luke. Start in Luke chapter 4. Um, <clears throat> as a kid, you know, I always wonder, I always wonder, well, you know, what, what, what is a prophet? What, what is that? Um, well, a prophet is a spokesperson for God. Uh, the, the role of the prophet between the Old Testament and the New Testament has changed a little bit, but there are still prophets walk among us. You know, uh, uh, it's you know today we're told to judge prophecy. I mean, everything that the not a, I mean a lot of a lot of times in the Old Testament the prophets would speak and they would record what they spoke, and uh, it's in here as scripture. God preserved what they spoke as scripture, but not everything that the prophets spoke in the Old Testament is recorded as scripture. Therefore, not all prophecy is scripture. That's why we judge prophecy, where New Testament said, you know, let, let, if there's a prophet by, let, let two or three speak, let the others judge. So you judge what's spoken out by the word of God. Uh, so yeah, uh, you could say a, a prophet is a person who speaks God's words uh, or speaks on God's behalf at his behest, if you want to get all fancy with the way you say it, you know. So just because a person calls themselves a prophet doesn't mean that's where they are. And a person that you find out in the New Testament, a person may prophesy, but that doesn't make them a prophet. There's an office of prophet. But, you know, Paul said not everybody's a prophet, but he also said, uh, desire, desire the best gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. He's talking to the whole church. So a person may pro prophesy, but that doesn't make them a prophet. Sometimes God has me prophesy some things here. I don't recognize that I stand in the office of a prophet. That's why I always tell you, judge it. But you judge it anyway, whether it's a prophet or not, amen. Okay, so here in Luke 4, Jesus makes some comments about the office of a prophet. 
And so here he says uh, in, in verse 14 of, of Luke chapter 4, I'm going to read this out of the NLT. It says, then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. He taught regularly in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scripture you just heard has been fulfilled this very day. Everyone spoke well of him and was amazed by the gracious words that came from his lips. How could this be, they asked. Isn't this Joseph's son? Then he said, you will undoubtedly quote me this proverb, physician, heal yourself, meaning do miracles here in your hometown like those you did in Capernaum. But I tell you the truth, no prophet is accepted in his own hometown. Certainly there were many needy widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the heavens were closed for three and a half years, and a severe famine devastated the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them. He was sent instead to a foreigner, a widow of Zarephath in the land of Sidon. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, but the only one healed was Naaman, a Syrian. When they heard this, the people in the synagogue were furious. Jumping up, they mobbed him and forced him to the edge of the hill on which the town was built. They intended to push him over the cliff, but he passed right through the crowd and went on his way. Well, you know, first of all, well, how do you do that? Well, that's a miracle. That's just, it wasn't his time to go to the cross yet. It wasn't his time to die. So it's, he just passes right through the middle of them, and they're probably standing around confused. Lord, where'd he go? You know? So... But a whole lot of other stuff happened here. But like I said, I want to focus on what Jesus had to say about the office of a prophet. First, Jesus called himself a prophet. You know, he, he, he said, uh, he said he, when he, he implied, right, I'm, uh, you know, no prophet is accepted in his, his own hometown. So he called himself a prophet. And so, you know, why, why did he, it, well, and then just a side note, he elsewhere said, and more than a prophet. Yeah. Well, so why did he make this comment about the hometown thing? Well, because after hearing him make a prophetic statement about the scripture he just read, because he reads this prophetic scripture, and then he says, this is fulfilled today. That was a bold statement. Okay. So the people say, isn't this just Joseph's son? How is he able to proclaim something like that? Well, they're familiar with him. So it's like, how could he, how could he be a prophet, you know? So Jesus responds by telling them that God sent the prophet Elijah to a foreigner, a non-Jew, because he's like a prophet's not accepted in his hometown, among his own people. So he's like, so he sent the prophet Elijah to a foreigner. Well, that made the crowd angry. Why? Well, because God only talks to our people. Right? It's an indignant response, right? Well, they missed something about their own history. God sent Elijah to a foreign widow because his own people refused to listen 
to the prophet's warnings. So it's like, well, okay, well, I'll send, I'll send him over to someone who will listen to him. You know? So just the same as this group refused to listen to what Jesus had to say because it's his hometown, God sends Elijah, okay, they won't listen, we'll send him over here. And you'll find that if we refuse to listen to God, he'll, he'll find someone who will listen to him. Yeah. So, for those of us who don't know, this is just a side thing. You know, a widow is a woman who was married once, her husband passed away, because this is the story about the prophet of the widow. You know, just like a, a widower is a husband whose wife has passed away. Just want to, you know, we talked a little bit about what a prophet is, just wanted to mention the widow thing. So the story's found in the book of 1 Kings. Turn with me back to 1 Kings. If you have a bookmark, first leave it here in Luke. So, because we're going to come back to Luke. Go back to 1 Kings chapter 17. Love the sound of Bible pages rustling. If you're using your phone, you ought to be able to assign a rustling sound to the while you're flipping around, right? Okay, so here in 1 Kings 17, verse 1, says, Now Elijah, who was from Tishbe and Gilead, told King Ahab. So he's talking to a king, right? We're just going to read this first verse and stop for a second. He said, So now Elijah, who was from Tishbe and Gilead, told King Ahab, As surely as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, the God I serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. Now, so first the prophet tells the king, yeah, there's, there's not going to be any rain for a few years. Now remember, a prophet speaks God's words. Now imagine, first of all, if we had no rain here for three years. You know, a lot of plants would die. We would have to rely on river water, well water. You know, hopefully it's an underground river, you know. Well, the mosquitoes would die, that's true. That's a heavy price to pay for, for having no food, right? You know, you know I mean, even, even in this uh, age of technology, you know, we have all 